What's up guys and welcome to Wolfie's Gaming Den. I hope everyone had a good E3 week, right? Right? A lot of news came out this week. It was awesome. Uh, also like a huge shout out to all the dads out there and all the father figures. Happy Father's Day. Um, what's new with me, you know? So, you know, yesterday uh, yesterday we celebrated Father's Day at the girlfriend's dad's house uh, just to make sure everyone was included. Uh, had good food, good drinks, good company. So it was a good time. Uh, you know, in this past week you started playing, uh, you know, so we got into like a little funk. The platinum for Beat Saber was achieved, so it's just like, what do we, what, what can I start playing again? So I've kind of, I've dipped my hands in quite a few things here. So Kingdom Hearts three, I went back to. I'm trying to get the platinum in that. I'm kind of just doing that, you know, trying to lull myself to sleep. Don't want to put a whole lot of effort into a lot of things and a lot of mental power. So I'm like, and I'm at the grindy bits now of Kingdom Hearts because I've already beaten the main story. Now it's just like, do all the mini games, do all the the retro games on the gummy phone. And then, you know, Ultimate Weapon and Grinding to Level 99, all that good stuff. So I'm just doing that now. Oh, and the Fantastic Seven, which is annoying. But I'm doing that right now. Um, I'm also playing through Psychonauts uh, still as well. And you know, getting more into the meat of that game. And it's a lot of fun. Some frustrating moments. And that's just, you know, it comes with the age of the game. It, you know, came out back in like 2002, maybe? 2003? It was an old PS2 game, so... You have your, you know, the stereotypical PS2 camera issues. I feel like every game back then, especially even the critically acclaimed ones, had terrible camera control. So that's what I'm dealing with. But, you know, there's that. I've also uh, picked up Little Nightmares. So for those who don't know, it's a small indie title uh, published by Bandai Namco. I can't remember the developer. Um, but it came out back in 2016. Uh, you play as a little child. I don't know if it's a girl or boy. I don't think they really clarify. There's not a whole lot of dialogue there or at all. But it's very much a platforming puzzle-esque game, and it's extremely creepy. It's the first game where I've had a moment where I've actually got chills from playing, so that's that's a plus. I don't get that from a lot of games or even movies. So when this happened, I'm like, ooh. So it's kind of weird <laughs> having that moment where it's like, oh, God, oh, that's what that feels like. Okay. So that's a lot of fun, so I go back and forth between those. And then I've also gotten into, um, I'm a huge fan of the Batman Arkham games, as I think I've said before, but um, I started playing Batman Arkham Asylum again on the PS4, so I go back and forth between those right now, just kind of ever-rotating. Um, but anyway, this is Wolfie's Gaming Den, a video game podcast where I, your host, Alex Wolf, with an E at the end of the name, give my thoughts in the video game industry, going over timely topics, current events, and more. If you have any particular things you'd like to hear me howl on about, you can always send me a message via Twitter at AlexDWolf or on Tumblr at Wolfie93 and join in on the conversation. But before I get any further into it, or actually, yeah, there's no real housekeeping this week. Uh, Let's just get right into it. So E3 was this past week, and it started on Sunday with Microsoft's press conference, which kudos to Microsoft, you know, so I, since E3 2013, where they did a lot of the Xbox One details, uh, that was probably one of the worst showings at E3 I've seen, but since then, they have done nothing but consistently come out and go games, 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 and really put an emphasis like, hey, we know we messed up, we're gonna have titles, here's this, and they've also made a huge emphasis, probably more so than anyone else out there, on services, and they really capitalized on it with, you know, Xbox Live, um, with Games with Gold, putting up good titles there for free every month. Um, Xbox Game Pass is hell of amazing. You know, it, you can't get a better value, honestly, I feel like, in games with how accessible it is and what they do and how much they support it. Um, so that's huge. So, I mean, kudos to them for, again, having another strong showing this year. Um, E3 as a whole, though, you know, so I started watching E3, I want to say, hmm, 
maybe 2004. It was on television. So me and my buddy Steven, uh, every year, it would either be at his house or my house, whoever had the G4 television station at the time on their set-top box, we'd gather around and we'd invite all of our friends, whoever could make it and whoever was interested, and we'd watch E3. Day. We'd watch the press conferences, and then those were typically over the weekend and leave maybe into Monday or sometimes Tuesday. It just depends. I can't remember exactly. And then they'd have the E3 Day 1, 2, and 3 uh not live streams back then but you know play through so we had to see all that cool stuff and it was a huge event like we'd make sure we get all the junk food we could g4 would always have like burger king or domino's or pizza hut sponsoring it so we made sure we got all of that food like every time and then someone's parents would go out and buy sandwiches from like jersey mike's or subway or whatever was close by and it was a spectacle every year and well this isn't necessarily a bad thing but it makes me sad I kind of miss that feeling. I don't get that as much anymore. And that's just due to, you know, technology and accessibility. So first things first, first and foremost, G4 is no longer around. Um, so that kind of killed that. But the rise of, you know, streaming and internet and, you know, YouTube and Twitch, everyone can stream their own thing as they want to. And that's led to a lot of places, you know, a lot of publishers and developers not necessarily being at E3. So it kind of loses that spectacle. So, I mean, this year, PlayStation wasn't there. Nintendo hasn't necessarily been at E3 every year. They put out a Nintendo Direct still around E3, which is fine, but I, it was always fun seeing Reggie Filame, you know, go out there on stage. Um, and now Doug Bowser. It would be cool to see that stage presence from Miyamoto and everybody there, but we don't get that anymore. We just get a, a video, which, again, while the videos are great, I would prefer, you know, that, that presentation piece, you know. So... Well, again, while E3 is not bad in the format it's in now, I, I do miss it. And I, I don't think it's as, while it is a spectacle, I don't feel like it has that mystique behind it anymore. Now it's like, oh, hey, E3 week. And then it's like, great. So there's going to be bigger news than normal. But between leaks happening all the time and, you know, with, you know, again, the rise of the internet, a lot of announcements are made just just, you know, as daily as they go, like, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to do this thing. Here's a press release on it. And it's on the internet and everyone's talking about it. So that kind of takes away from it. But at least that's just my opinion anyway. But anyway, so back to it. Let's start off. So the first press conference, I believe, was Microsoft um, or Xbox, I should say. Uh, and again, like I said earlier, one hell of a showcase. So probably the biggest things they did talk about product Scarlet. Um they didn't go in as much in depth about it as I expected them to. And they did the same thing with Project X Cloud, actually. So both were two things I thought they would go heavy in detail about and kind of beat everyone to the punch when it comes to talking about next gen. Um, I mean, we got some specs. We got a little demo reel. Well, not even a reel. Uh, we got developers talk and partners at Microsoft talk or partners at Xbox talking about um, how powerful the console is and how it will be. And that, you know, they're partnering with AMD and developing a new. Um, SSD or solid state drivers to say so that's cool and then they announced that that will launch alongside Halo Infinite holiday 2020 which was expected and then product X Cloud was mentioned but and they did announce that product X Cloud will be available in October um, but again it didn't get a whole lot of attention as at least at least not as much as I thought it would you know I felt like this was going to be the year like oh we're going to see a lot come from Microsoft but it was more of the same which is not a bad thing by any means um, but I was just kind of surprised how little they talked about it. So I guess sometime either next E3 or maybe they'll hold like, you know, a little event sometime in the spring like they did with the Xbox One. We'll get more details and then E3 will get, 
you know, console reveal, like what it actually looks like and all that good stuff. But who knows? So there was that. Um, at the Xbox showcase, you know, they had Cyberpunk 2077 from CD Projekt Red, which was awesome. Came out with a release date and probably the biggest cool, probably the biggest piece of news that Keanu freaking Reeves is in the game. So I, again, not all the details on what his role is, but, you know, he's in the game and he seemed pretty enthusiastic about talking about it. I mean, he was reading off a teleprompter, but, you know, even then he seemed pretty cool and excited and uh, ready to really talk about it. So that was cool. We got a lot of gameplay on it or not a lot, but some gameplay on the game, and it looks absolutely gorgeous, and there's no load times, and that's insane to me. Uh, so there's that. Gears 5 also got a release date of September 10th of this year. Um, they announced a new game mode, also called Escape, and it's more like a three-person co-op mode, uh, and they're kind of using each of their unique abilities, uh, each character using their unique abilities to kind of take out enemies. I don't know if it's like in a horde style, or like it's going to have it's like its own story or how that's going to work. I, I can't remember, and I didn't see too much on it after that trailer. The trailer was just really high impact, and it had Trick Daddy's Let's Go. Uh, so very 2004. Uh, I haven't mentioned 2004 and like 2003 and 2002 a lot today. But anyway, uh, so that was pretty cool. And then we're also still getting a Horde, horde mode and versus mode coming back. So that was pretty cool there. Um, let's see. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, they announced it's going to be on PC. is in beta right now. And that players can purchase an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate membership, which will have Xbox Live, Game Pass, and Game Pass for PC, all for 15 bucks a month. So that was a little weird for me. It was how Game Pass and Game Pass for PC are two separate things. I just don't see, you know, because if you go on a Windows 10 computer right now, you can log into Xbox Live and pull up the Xbox Live store. I don't understand why, if you don't get Ultimate, which I don't see why you wouldn't if you're going to do both, but why Game Pass, normal Game Pass, doesn't encompass also PC game or Game Pass for PC, you know? Like, if you had to make it a little more expensive, like jump the price a little bit, okay, that, it would make sense because they're offering more platforms to play the games on. But to have them completely separate from each other was a bit weird. So, anyway, there was that. Um, from Software and George R.R. R. Martin's uh, game was revealed called Elden Ring. Very much Souls-esque um, there. Not a whole lot of detail on the game. But it's cool to see it formally announced. I'm curious to see how it was as a game, as a huge Game of Thrones fans like I was. Um, I've never, it might be my my entry point into like a, the Souls like games. I've never enjoyed them. Uh, well, I understand why people do. For me, it's just like I don't want to pay sixty dollars for a video game that makes me want to break my controller. Not that I ever have, but I feel like those would be the games to do it. Uh, and they don't seem relaxing to me. But I get the height, you know the the struggle you get through it, and then finally that big sense of accomplishment when you're doing it. I can totally understand where that comes from, just not for me, but maybe depending on how this game plays out, I'll hop into there. Um, Also, a new surprise, something I thought they should have done a while back and completely forgot about was the new Xbox One Elite controller. So if you guys remember when they announced the Xbox One S, they updated the Xbox One controllers to have Bluetooth wireless capability in them, and there's a little more aesthetic, some aesthetic changes to the controller, but, you know, not a big deal, but Around that time, the Xbox Elite controller was still out, and it didn't have that Bluetooth capability. So when seeing that, I was like, okay, so are we going to get a new Xbox One Elite controller to do that? Because otherwise, you know, I'm better off just using a regular Xbox One S controller, especially if you're a PC player playing on both. You know, it didn't make any sense to me. But now, here we are, the new Xbox One Elite controller. Instead of two hair trigger locks, there are now three hair trigger settings. Um, the Bluetooth capability is there, and then the rubber grip that was originally on the, just the back of the controller is now all the way around the, the handles, so that was pretty cool. It is pricier than the original Xbox, 
One Elite controller did launch, I believe, at 180. That the Xbox One Elite controller originally launched at 150. So a little pricey, but you know, everyone and I personally have used one. Love the controller. I like the heft behind it. I like the customability behind it. Um, I thought the paddles. I don't play too many games that would have utilized them, or at least I didn't know how to, so I always just took them off. But the controller felt great. So there was there. Um, huge news, and that's something I wasn't expecting at all, but makes total sense. Uh, Double Fine Productions uh, has now joined Xbox Game Studios, so is now a first-party developer for them. So now keep in mind that Psychonauts 2 will still be available on PS4 and other platforms that was already previously announced for, but this means new games that are will start development will be Xbox One exclusives. So, I mean, that's pretty cool, and it was funny that Tim Schafer, because everyone was like, well, why do you do it, why do you do it? And he just put out a video and where he just pretty much says, like, they came at me with a number, and I, you know, we said yes. <laughs> so that was pretty cool to see. Um, and it's always nice. And we got some Psychonauts 2 uh, gameplay, which, you know, for me, playing the first one right now, I was hyped to see. We still don't have a damn release date, but, you know, uh, I can wait. It's fine. I'm still playing the first one, so it's not like I need it right away. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, and then let's just talk about the fact, because, so if you guys don't know, I am a huge anime nerd. And probably one of the only shows I'll rewatch over and over again, no matter how long and nonsensical it is, is Dragon Ball. I don't care. I will love it until the end of time. Uh, nothing can ever sway me away from it. And so, and I'm also a huge Naruto fan. So I like the Naruto games on the PS3 and PS4, the Ultimate Ninja Storm games, and even on the PS2 with the Ultimate Ninja games there. Uh, huge fan. And I thought the developer CyberConnect2 did those games did the anime justice and were great games just and they were pretty gameplay was fluid and it was just it was a spectacle so and i was also a huge fan of a game they did called asura's wrath so and and i'm just put this right now anyone has a ps3 or an xbox 360 or has an xbox one with game pass or back you know they like get backwards compatibility and they utilize it download asura's wrath right now and let your mind be blown that game is entirely underrated and entirely not that well known and it's upsetting because it was great and beautiful. So go out there and try it. But anyway, so Cyber Connect 2, I've always thought like that would be great. They would be a great fit for a Dragon Ball game. I don't know how they'd do it, but they would do it great. So they announced the Dragon Ball Project Z is now Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and it's developed by Cyber Connect 2 and my heart wanted to explode. I was so excited. It looks absolutely gorgeous. And I can only imagine they'll do take it with the same love and care they get in the, the Naruto games. So I can't wait to see that. And that was shown off at the Xbox presser, um, which I also believe Dragon Ball Fighters was also announced at the Xbox presser, not last year, but the year before, 2017, I believe. So yeah, it's something there. But Bandai Namco is also publishing that. So I think they just typically showcase their things there uh, more often now, which makes sense. Um, and then we also got a... Speaking of talking about some Microsoft partnerships here, another Xbox uh, game studio game from uh, Ninja Theory, the guys who developed uh, Hellblade, uh, Heavenly Sword, and DMC Devil May Cry announced uh, Bleeding Edge. So it's a 4v4 multiplayer game, uh, much akin to Overwatch. If anything, it is (laughs) a mature, obscene uh, type of Overwatch game. I'm excited. The gameplay looked great. The the gameplay combat director from DMC Devil May Cry is actually heading up this game. And I love the combat in DMC Devil May Cry, no matter how much flack it gets. It was great. A lot of those elements poured its way into Devil May Cry 5. So if you like Devil May Cry 5, there's no reason you should complain about the gameplay in DMC. So 
definitely looking forward to it. Ninja Theory does a lot of their games well. I can't think of a single one where it was just bad. So there's that. We also got the Ori and the Will of Wisp um, game. Got a release date of February 11th, 2020. So that was cool. I'm actually really excited to try that one out when it comes out. So, but you know, we'll just wait a bit longer. No big deal. I'll take it. And then the new Tales of game was announced. And, you know, so the Tales of games have always caught my eye, but I've never tried them. This will be one I pick up day one. Like, I am stoked. This looked gorgeous. I can't wait. It is, it is everything I would expect out of a JRPG coming out um in this generation so i'm excited to see how they how that will perform uh and then fantasy star 2 online is coming west so that was a big deal for some people i've never played a fantasy star game in my life and i don't do a whole lot of mmos but i can understand the impact it has and then last but not least battletoads yes we're getting a battletoads game on the xbox one Phil Spencer announced it last year it was coming, but this year we got gameplay footage, so that looks cool. Uh, can't wait to see how that tries. It's probably going to frustrate me just as much as the original did. So, uh, Next up, we have Bethesda showing, and you know what? Kudos to them because they took a big hit loss last year with Fallout 76, and, they have, and they've always been extremely transparent. That's what I love about them. Um, Pete Hines and Todd Howard are great, and when they make a mistake, they make a mistake. They own it, and they you know typically go out and say, hey, we did this, but we're going to make it better. And then they do. So Fallout 76 is getting major updates um, later this year and then early next year, I believe, uh, by bringing back uh, NPCs and it's going to introduce a new uh, story, a new storyline as well. And they're also bringing in a battle royale mode. Um, So I'm curious to see how that'll work and how it'll translate into the Fallout gameplay. Um, I honestly think it'll be fine because I mean, those games are survival-esque. So, Battle Royales, you know, you start off with nothing, and you have to pick up your equipment and this, that, and the other, and make it to be the last man standing. So, I think it's a good, in theory, it makes sense, but we'll see how it well, how well it plays when it comes out. And again, like they said before, all of this content will be free at launch, so there's no paying for any of this, so good for them on holding out that end. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online is also getting another major expansion um, later this year, after I believe they just had the Shadow... Shadow something? I can't remember which DLC. I don't play Elder Scrolls Online, so I'm not sure of the title. But they're getting an awesome uh, huge update later as well. Um, Elder Scrolls Blades is coming to the Switch. Yay. That game got torn apart review-wise on mobile. Um, maybe it coming to Switch, well, they'll, can, they'll be able to do more with it. So we'll see how that works out. You know, Hopefully. So again, they're pretty transparent when they make a mistake and they make good on their word by making it better. Um, so there's there. Uh, Commander Keen is coming back to mobile. Um, I don't know if anyone actually asked for this. I don't know if anyone wants it, even after it was announced, but that's coming. So there's that. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. So the developers of Tango Studios, um, the guys who created the Evil Within games and headed up by the creator of Resident Evil, have announced a new game, and it looked crazy. So it looks like a lot of people are just disappearing, but like mythical creatures are coming back in place and taking over. And the, not a whole lot of detail, but it looked absolutely gorgeous, like graphics-wise, like it was pretty. And I mean extremely pretty. So I can't wait to see more of that as that comes. Uh, Arcane Studios, the developers behind the Dishonored games, are coming out with a new game called Deathloop. So this trailer, it got me going, I'll tell you that much, because it was Grindhouse-esque. So I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm into it. Uh, You've got two characters, a male and a female, and it looks like they're stuck in like a time loop where they're constantly having to go kill each other. So... I don't know if this is going to be 
a multiplayer game where you have two people and they take on each other and have like, you know, NPCs or other like players playing as minor roles at the same time, or there's an actual campaign to this, which I would imagine with it being arcane. So we'll see how that comes. Uh, Rage 2 is going to get some major updates and quality of life changes within, within the year. So that'll be there. Um, big news, which I wasn't expecting to come from Bethesda is id software is developing a new streaming platform called Orion. Uh, and it, what it'll do is allow you to stream Bethesda games to different platforms. So they demoed doom eternal, uh, playing on, I believe it was an iPhone. Uh, and it looked gorgeous. It was running at 60 frames per second. It was from what the little bit they showed, it was working just as fluid as it would on console. So that's pretty cool. And what they're looking at doing is it'll make it so by putting games on this, uh, it'll make their developers, it'll make it easier for them. And it seeing a, a, a publisher and developer like Bethesda into the streaming fray is cool because you're all everyone's expecting oh it's just going to be the big companies so xbox playstation google stadia they'll be the ones that handle this and that'll be that but seeing a publisher get behind it like no 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 no, we need to get ahead of this now and make sure our games work on it especially for a developer that makes games as big as bethesda does that's pretty cool um details were still a little fuzzy but we'll see more in the future i'm sure probably next e3 to be fair um but i'm excited to see what they do with it Last but not least, we also got a whole lot of Doom Eternal. Uh, they announced some the new multiplayer modes, so we're not going to get the t- the you know typical team deathmatch or anything like that. We're going to have uh, looks like we're going to have two two um, players play against the rest, like the the Hell Demons, and looks like they're going to have some all uh, I guess angels. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Doom's crazy, so if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Id. Um, so we saw that happen. Uh, we have a release date, I believe, mm, I didn't take note when that was, but it's soon. So I was surprised to see we get that there. They also showed off a pretty kick-ass uh, collector's edition with the Doom Guy helmet, so that was there. Um, anyway, moving right along, we've got Ubisoft was next. Um, it wouldn't be E3 <laughs> without Ubisoft leaking everything they can beforehand. So Watch Dogs Legion was officially announced. Uh, the concept for that was really cool. So... Without having a fixed main character in this game, they have turned it to where every NPC in there is playable. Everyone has their own quirks and special skill sets. More so is better than the others. And you'll use these people to complete your missions and everything. So that was really cool. Uh, With that comes permadeath, which is unfortunate. But at the same time, if you can choose different people with different skills here, there, and there, it's totally fine. It makes sense. Um, It's also taking place in London. So, you know, we'll see how this goes. I haven't played much Watch Dogs at all. Uh, I know the first one was, man, it was, you know, fair to Midland, it was fine. Uh, two got a lot of praise, so I was surprised they went back to the more darker, kind of gloomy-esque vibe that the first one gave, as opposed to the very vibrant and very loud uh, Watch Dogs 2. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, definitely something that hasn't been done before, I, I believe. And then we also have a Rainbow Six is coming out with a new game, it's Rainbow Six Quarantine. Not a whole lot of detail, we got a quick snippet uh, of a, a theatrical trailer there. Uh, or cinematic trailer, I should say. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a three-player tactical horror game. So definitely outside of their wheelhouse when it comes to the horror-esque thing there with Rainbow Six. But, you know, I can see it working, uh, especially when it comes to the tactical gameplay there and making, you know, having to communicate, make it work to survive. And it'll probably be very much like um, Rainbow Six Siege where there's, you know, no real story there, but you know, kind of background lore, but you're just kind of playing missions with a bunch of friends online and just kind of going and having fun. 
Um, the Assassin's Creed Odyssey developers also unveiled Gods and Monsters, uh, so we got a trailer for that. Very colorful, vibrant game, uh, focusing more on Greek mythology. No gameplay was shown, I believe. Uh, I think there were some preview articles done on IGN a while back, or at least around E3, I can't remember, uh, there, giving some more information, but that was pretty cool to see. I'm excited to see how that comes out. Um, they also announced their own streaming service. Like I said in that first episode, subscriptions in gaming are huge and everyone's going to get their hand in it. And none better than Ubisoft um, coming out with Uplay Plus. So for $14.99, uh, it'll give PC and Stadia players uh, access to Ubisoft's massive game library. So if I invest in a Stadia, this will be awesome because the first thing I'll do is play Prince of Persia because those games are amazing. And I was highly upset there wasn't a new one announced this year. But, you know, it is what it is. That's fine. I'll take my lumps. Um, they also came out with uh, officially announced Roller Champions. Uh, it's a 3v3 roller derby game. You know, uh, not much to it there. It looks cool. I will probably still play Rocket League. But, you know, good for them. And probably the biggest shocker to come out of Ubisoft's press conference, uh, Just Dance 2020 is still coming to the damn Wii. Here we are in... What, it will, what will be 2020, and we are still putting out games for the Wii. And if any other game would do it, it would be Just Dance. I, I don't know why they're making this move. I don't think anyone's actually using their Wii anymore. I think the killing trick for that console is when they took Netflix off. But, you know, here we are, Ubisoft, you know, beating the odds and changing the game by saying, you know, old, old consoles are still cool. <laughs> uh, and then last but not least, we have Nintendo. Now, I'll tell you this much. So, Nintendo puts out a damn good presser with their, or presser or direct and have been for the last few years. And they kept up the trend this year. So, let's just start off with the biggest news. This is the last thing that they announced, but I'm going to mention it first. There's a freaking new Breath of the Wild game is in development. Oh, my God. So, while I wasn't expecting a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, I was also not expecting another full-fledged um, Legend of Zelda game for this console. I, you know, I mean, in past years, it's been so the Wii U got... Well, <laughs> the Wii U didn't get any, It got Breath of the Wild alongside the Switch, so they kind of skipped them, but they've got their Twilight Princess remake and then the uh, Wind Waker HD remake as well. So there was that. The GameCube had Twilight Princess originally. The Wii had uh, Skyward Sword. N64 had... Um, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time. So, you know, I wasn't... So, and with how Breath of the Wild took off and how long it took for the game, to, the game to come out, I would not have expected a sequel, at least not on this console generation. But here we are, and it's coming. So, it looks pretty cool. A lot of people are expecting co-op just by the trailer kind of featuring uh, both Zelda and Link uh, very much with each other. Not one got more screen time than the other, so we'll see how that goes. It's Nintendo, so I wouldn't be surprised. They've very much... They've tried to include co-op in some shape or form in every one of their games uh, since the Switch was launched. So that's cool. Um, another big piece of news, Animal Crossing was delayed to 2020. What the... F I'll, I'll fr I will refrain from the profane, but Animal Crossing is coming in 2020, and unfortunately it was delayed. That sucks, but... And I was totally not expecting... I honestly was expecting a fall release just because you know it was announced... You know, back in December, and I'm like, well, you know, chances are they're developing on it for a while now, so I'm surprised if we got a pretty soon release date, but yeah, we're looking at March, 
So that's fine. Um, they showed off gameplay. That was pretty cool. It looks like you're going to start off on your own island, and you'll have like a tent, and you can kind of just build the town yourself, and you can kind of go from there, and then the more you build it up, the more people come. So that I like that there. Um, I'm sure there will be a lot of online capability with this one as well. Um, next up, we have some Smash news, you know. So it looks like the hero, and I mean like literally the generic title, the hero from past Dragon Quest games are coming to Smash, and Banjo-Freaking-Kazooie's coming. It's about time, all right? That's what I'm talking about. So we got Banjo-Kazooie, got a big sneak reveal there, um, especially when everyone was expecting him to be announced last E3. So I'm excited to see how that for that to come in um and i you know honestly i thought they would announce two characters this year because i mean we've had joker banjo and now the hero so that means i believe there's two more spots open for there the the fighters pass there um i honestly don't know who else they'll put in there um it'll be pretty cool to see smash bros is a huge game i always love i go back into it and i dabble in there here and there when i can to kind of finish up the uh world of light mode um just when i'm bored and i'm out and about so that'll be cool uh, Link's Awakening is coming on, or the Link's Awakening remake is coming on September 20th of this year, and it will launch with the most adorable damn amiibo I've ever seen in my life, and you better believe I have it pre-ordered right away. I suggest everyone get on it before it goes, because you know you're going to be upset when you don't. So, take care of that right away. Um, Dragon Quest XI is coming to the Switch on September 27th, and this is like the Dragon Quest XI-S, uh, so it is a definitive version of the game. So, that'll be there. Um, Luigi's Mansion, while not having a release date, is still coming out this year. I guess I would expect October, because, you know, spooky time, Halloween, and all that good stuff. It'll have full co-op, where you'll use the second player will play as Gooigi, who was featured in uh, Dark Moon on the 3DS, so that'll be cool. They announced Witcher 3 is coming to the Switch, while, you know, downscale resolution-wise, it still looks pretty good for what it's going to be on. Uh, so that'll be cool, and that's coming with all of the DLC, so it is the complete edition, so that's pretty cool there. Uh, Collection of Mana, so if you ever played any of the Secret of Mana games there, that's coming out. They had put out an entire collection of the original games available on the, on the Switch uh, that day, and they announced a full remake of Trials of Mana is coming next year. And then I personally decided, because I love Suda51, No More Heroes 3 is coming. I'm pumped. Can't wait. Uh, the trailer was awesome. Definitely flashy. Travis Touchdown's a badass. So, can't wait to see more of that. Um, <laughs> they announced a remake of Panzer Dragoon. Or, no one knows if it's a sequel or a remake. My money would be on remake because I can't remember the last time we got a Panzer Dragoon game, let alone if anyone would know what it is. So, that'll be cool. Um, and while this wasn't announced during their press conference, and I can understand why because it pissed off a lot of people. Pokemon Sword and Shield won't have a national dex. So for those looking to use the Pokemon Home uh, and transferring games from like Pokemon Go, Let's Go, and um, Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon and X, Y, and Z, or <laughs> X, Y, and Z, X and Y, and then the Omega, Ruby, and Alpha Sapphire games, if they are not Pokemon that are in the Galar region decks of Sword and Shield, you cannot transfer it. Their reasoning for this was because they are trading out a lot of those Pokemon because there's a lot more animations in the game and a lot more to see. But I, it, from what they've shown, these animations are pretty damn similar. So who knows what's going on with there. And then the least bit of news here, and I figured this would happen, Cadence of Hyrule is available now. They said it would come out the same week after, you know, 
It wouldn't be Nintendo without having some surprise drops in the middle of the show. Like, oh, hey, by the way, this game is available now. So that's there. All in all, it was a pretty good E3. I'm sad that PlayStation wasn't there this year because they usually have a pretty good show too, but I understand why they weren't. Um, so there's that. Other than that, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Alex D. Wolf. Uh, you can find me on Tumblr at, at Wolfie93. <laughs> at Wolfie93. So it'll be Wolfie93.tumblr.com. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns with the show, by all means, you know, shoot me a message. I'm available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker FM. Still waiting on the Apple Podcast link to happen, but it'll happen sooner or later. And I'm also available on Anchor FM. But without further ado, guys, I'll see you guys next week, and I hope you have a good one.